what if the United States had less surveillance than the Soviet Union used to have? This is an interesting question because right now we have far more surveillance of everyone than was possible in the Soviet Union. They would have loved to do this, but they couldn't. Unfortunately, the United States, thanks to digital technology, can do so. There is a lot of surveillance by companies, companies collecting enormous dossiers about everyone they can. This includes uh, companies like Google and Facebook and credit card companies and phone companies and toll road operating companies and so on. <clears throat> Subways and buses collect data about people. Sometimes I guess that's actually governmental. It doesn't make much difference because whatever the data the companies collect is available to the state. The state's also collecting data itself, operating license plate cameras that record which cars drive by, and these are spreading around the country. <clears throat> so all sorts of activities are being tracked in databases that can keep the data for decades. Now, sometimes they get the data by snooping on you through your own computer. If you were running non-free software, that's extremely likely. A lot of it is spyware. And the reason is non-free software is software the users don't control. With software, either the users control the program or the program controls the users. When the users control the program, that's free software. In order for it to be free software, it requires the four essential freedoms. Freedom zero is the freedom to run the program as you wish. Freedom one is the freedom to study the source code and change it so it functions for you as you wish. Freedom two is the freedom to make and distribute exact copies to, when you wish. And freedom three is the freedom to make and distribute copies of your modified versions when you wish. With freedom zero and one, each user separately has control over the program. Freedoms two and three allow any group of users to work together to exercise control of the program. And so if there were any spy feature in that program, the users would take it out, which means the developers knowing this would be deterred from even thinking of putting it in most of the time. With free software, the users have a defense, but with non-free software, when the users don't have these freedoms, the users don't control the program, so that program controls the users, and the developer or owner controls the program, so the developer has power over the users, and the developer knows it, and feels constantly tempted to put in malicious functionalities to gain further advantage over those poor users. And that often includes spying. The developers know that the users are defenseless, helpless, that if the developer makes the program spy, the users can't fix it. So the user just thinks, could we gain any advantage over those poor suckers by making the program snoop on them? And very often the answer is yes. But although this kind of snooping we can block by running free software and insisting it all must be free software, sometimes they snoop on people through systems that the users don't own. For instance, 
ISPs collect information on the network contacts of the user. Phone companies record the phone calls made and received, and with a portable phone, they record where the phone is. <clears throat> and they keep this in a digital dossier and make it available for the state to look at. AT&T has saved phone call records since 1989 and makes them available to the Drug Enforcement Agency. <coughs> so, we can't block that by controlling the software we run. We're not the ones running that software. ISPs and phone companies are, but they're using that software to snoop on us. And then there are the systems like the license plate cameras that exist solely for surveillance purposes. But one way or another, we've got to reduce the level of general surveillance of everyone. And the reason is, with more surveillance than the USSR had, democracy is in danger. You see, democracy means that the people control what the government does. But in order to control it, we have to tell what the government is doing. But the government does lots of things secretly. How do we find out what they are? We need whistleblowers. But the government calls these heroes, people like Edward Snowden, criminals and tries to put them in prison. So if the government can find the whistleblower, that whistleblower is in for it. So if we want to have enough whistleblowers, if we don't want to have only great heroes like Edward Snowden dare to blow the whistle, we need to make it safe, which means we need to make sure the government can't find who the whistleblowers are. Now, the first proposal to do this is establish legal limits on the government's use of these massive dossiers. But that won't do the job, because if the government says it's investigating a crime, that will always be a justification for looking in the dossier to find and identify the whistleblower. Which means we still won't have many whistleblowers. They won't be safe. So we need to make sure that they don't collect the data. We need to make sure that there aren't digital dossiers about everybody. We've got to redesign the digital systems so that they do not collect massive data about every person. We need the government to be able to investigate crimes, but the surveillance of any particular person should only start when a court issues an order. So if they want to have license plate cameras, those cameras should not even see most of the license plates. They should only see invalid plates or plates for which courts have ordered surveillance. Once a court orders surveillance, or if the plate is invalid and doesn't correspond to a paid-up license, then the camera should see it. But all the, the mass of valid plates, they should be invisible. Phone surveillance should only start with a court order. It's, the system shouldn't know where you are if there's no surveillance order out on your phone. And likewise, 
for all the digital systems that are collecting data about people. Websites should not track their visitors. We should have an anonymous way to pay them so that they don't have an excuse for using advertising systems that track users. Right now, that's the only way websites can get funded. But if it were easy to pay anonymously with digital cash, which is something that technology for is already developed, it just has to be implemented at a broad scale so that anytime you want to download or you want to make use of some website services, they don't need to find out who you are. You just pay them a little digital cash, a dollar or a few dollars, and they do the service. And they don't know who you are. If you look at gnu.org slash philosophy slash surveillance vs democracy.html, you can see my proposals for addressing a wide range of systems that currently pose a surveillance threat but could be redesigned to do their legitimate jobs while protecting our privacy and our democracy. Thank you. <laughs>